You want to bring the heat? Prove it. With carbs to help fuel muscles. And electrolytes to help replace what you lose in sweat. Study, tested, proven. Nothing beats Gatorade. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We are live right now in FTJ Studios. I'm in here with my engineer and my producer, Eric, hooking it up, making sure I sound really, really good on the microphone. And it, uh, it's a Thursday. It's been a slow sports week. I'm not even going to lie to you. It's been a slow sports week. I watched the Lakers game last night. They did beat the Nuggets 120 to 116. Of course, LeBron James was phenomenal last night. But again, we'll talk about that here in a second. But of course, we have breaking news right now coming out of the NFL and that is Miles Garrett. Now, the NFL has reinstated Miles Garrett. Now, the Cleveland Browns defensive end has been reinstated by the NFL. Now, of course, the NFL announced this yesterday. You know, basically, he has been suspended since week 10. Now, of course, Andrew Barry came out, the, the Browns general manager, and basically said, we welcome Miles back to our organization with open arms. We know that he's grateful to be reinstated, eager to put the past behind him and continue to evolve and grow as a leader. He also goes on and basically says that he'll be a positive person in the community. Goes on, blah, 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 blah. Now, of course, as we all know, Miles Garrett infamously hit Mason Rudolph in the head with the helmet. And, of course, publicly, the reaction was kind of, you know, shame on Miles Garrett. This is egregious. How can he do something like this? He should be arrested. I heard a lot of foolishness when it came to this situation in Miles Garrett. And, and when it boiled down to it, I was one of the ones that said, should he have hit Mason Rudolph in the head with the helmet? No, because at the end of the day, that's something that was, you know, used to protect us in the game of football. But at the same time, I've seen guys fight in football all the time. I've seen guys get stomped out. I've seen guys get thrown shoulder pads at. I've seen guys get punched in. And I've seen some nasty things at the bottom of football piles, let alone in a football locker room and or in a football game. So. For me, when I saw Miles Garrett hit him in the head, was it on national television? Yes. Was it a bad look nationally? Yes. And it was a Thursday night football game. So that was the only thing on television. So as a result, the NFL had to come harsh with it. Now, as time went on, and of course, they probably watched it on the playback and they got everybody's sides and everything kind of simmered down. The fact still remains at the end of the day, Mason Rudolph wasn't hurt. He didn't have a concussion. His head wasn't split open. He didn't die from the situation. Nothing catastrophic truthfully happened from this situation which meant okay the six games that he had to serve from basically week 10 i feel like personally was sufficient now should mason rudolph in that situation have been suspended yes but we get it he's a quarterback and of course a defensive end a guy like miles garrett and his stature that it just didn't look optically it didn't look right it didn't look right and then i know it kind of came out after the fact that he said that he used a racial slur now whether or not he used a racial slur or not we probably at this point will never know however you know, something was said to make Miles Garrett go over the line. So I just think in this situation by the NFL not suspending him any further than the six games that he was suspended, I think was his just due. I mean, again, Miles Garrett from that point on, I don't think has come out publicly and done anything differently. I don't think Miles Garrett has shown anything that he, I mean, again, he's a dirty player. He plays defensive football. So, I mean, that's, that's what he is. He's an Dominican Sue, Aaron Donald type guy. However, I don't think that this was something that, you know, should have been lingering on or should have gone into the season of 2020. But, of course, keeping with the NFL, Dallas Cowboys quarterback, Dak Prescott, the Dallas Cowboys are reportedly close to a deal. Now, again, I'm not reporting that they are 
you know, ready to sign a deal or anything is close. But that's what reports Ian Rappaport are saying, you know, from NFL Network that both sides are coming closer and closer to coming to an agreement. Now, again, they have until that March 10th date, which the Dallas Cowboys can place a franchise tag on Dak Prescott if they haven't already done so. And again, teams can basically start placing franchise tags upon players February 25th. But it appears that the Cowboys only, I believe at this point, will probably only be franchise tagging Dak if they can't come to a deal. And of course, you know, there's been speculations out there. There have been numbers that Dak wants 40 plus million dollars. And again, I'm one of those guys that, that believe that Dak should be one of the highest paid quarterbacks in the league. I mean, and if we're going to go look at the numbers, because like everybody does, everybody wants to look at the numbers. Since he's been in the league, he has a record of 40 and 24. His 2018 stats was 22 touchdowns, eight interceptions. He threw for well over 3,800 yards, 60 cents completion rating, and he had a 56.7 QBR. Now, the 2019 season, he had a 30 touchdown, 11 interception ratio, 4,900 yards, 65% completion rating, and a 72.1 QBR. So he almost doubled. He went up in touchdowns. He threw a little bit more picks, but that's what's going to happen when you throw more touchdowns and more yards. You're typically going to throw a little bit more interceptions. His quarterback percentage went up. And his overall QBR, the stat that everybody goes by overall, your effectiveness on the field and the combination of stats combined, went up significantly. So when I look at Dak Prescott in this situation, he has all the leverage on his side. The two, and basically every year that he's been there, the Dallas Cowboys have been to the playoffs outside of this past year. So for me, when I look at Dak Prescott and I look at the Dallas Cowboys, I mean, again, I know that they're, you know, eventually will come to an agreement, but I can't understand what's taking Dallas so long to pay Dak Prescott. And again, when we can look at the top 10 quarterbacks, because I, I made a list, I curated a list of all the top quarterbacks in the league right now that are, are, pay, are being paid basically more than Dak Prescott. Number one is Russell Wilson with 35 million, guaranteed. Number two is Ben Roethlisberger with 34 million. Number three is Aaron Rodgers with 33. Number four is Carson Wentz with 32. Number five is Matt Ryan with 30. Number six is Kirk Cousins with 28 million. Number seven is Jimmy Garoppolo with 27.5. Number eight is Matt Ryan. I'm sorry, Matt Stafford with 27 million. Matt Stafford for the Detroit Lions, 27 million. Derek Carr for the Oakland Raiders at 25 million. And Drew Brees for the New Orleans Saints at 25 million. Now, off of that list I just read, and because I know I just read a lot of the lists. And I read a lot of names. Off of the list I just read, I just read a lot of names. Who on that list right now is better than Dak Prescott? Who right now is better than Dak Prescott? I'll give you Russell Wilson. I'll give you Ben Roethlisberger. I'll give you Aaron Rodgers. Outside of that, I'm sorry, I'll give you Drew Brees. I'll give you those four guys. Outside of that, he's better than Carson Wentz. Again, Carson Wentz has shown us that he still can't win the big one. I don't care what. Super Bowl ring he accumulated as a result of Nick Foles. He still has not won a big game in the NFL. And don't tell me the game against the Cowboys was the big game because it wasn't. When we saw him in the playoff game, he was abysmal. And oh, by the way, he got hurt once again. Jimmy Garoppolo, we saw on the biggest stage, as much as I love Jimmy G, that uh, he isn't quite there yet. But again, that was his second year starting. So I'll give Jimmy Garoppolo that. Derek Carr, that's my quarterback. I love the Oakland Raiders. But Dak Prescott is better than Derek Carr. Dak Prescott is better than Kirk Cousins at this point. And it's debatable whether or not him and Matt Ryan should even be in the same conversation. So, again, when I look at this list, there are guys on this list right now that Dak Prescott is better than. And when Dak Prescott is sitting at the table, we're talking with his agent. He's telling them, look, <clears throat> I should be paid basically more than Carson Wentz and a little bit 
less than Russell Wilson. So right in that $33 million range is Dak's range. Anything over that, at this point, I can't give it to Dak only because he hasn't, you know, of course, got to the Super Bowl. And, of course, he still ha- have to prove himself with, via franchise tag. But, again, in this situation right now, if you're the Dallas Cowboys, Jerry, pay the man, please. Cheetos has popcorn now? Hey, I'm going to need you to. Never mind. You can't touch this. Help. You can't touch this. You can't touch this. You can't touch this. I trust you. Stop. Have a time. I touched it. New Cheetos popcorn. It's a Cheetos thing. Cheetos has popcorn now? Hey, I'm gonna need you to... Never mind. You can't touch this. Help. You can't touch this. You can't touch this. You can't touch this. I trust you. Stop. Have a time. I touched it. New Cheetos popcorn. It's a Cheetos thing. Hey, mama, what's up? Did you switch my service from Verizon to T-Mobile? Yep. T-Mobile has the only nationwide 5G. Well, Mr. Know-It-All, let's see if you right about that. Mama. Ma- hey, mama, I'm working. It works at the pie shop. T-Mobile's 5G works inside and out. Hey, what you need, mama? I'm trying to watch the game with my boys. It works in the park. Oh, okay. Mama? It works at the aquarium. In the parking garage. At the beach. In the elevator. It works in the movie theater, too. Oh, shush yourself. I'm talking my baby. You're driving me crazy. I was just calling you to say thank you, baby. I love you. I love you, too, Mama. Yes, Mama. It works in the kitchen. Tell Mama. Mama? 5G, it works in the club. Who are you in the club with? Yes, sir, man. Fresh off the advertisement break, man. We are live right now in the FTJ Studios. Of course, I'm with my engineer, Eric. Always, man, in the studios, man. Always thank you. So gracious for always allowing me to use the studio space to record my podcast. Let me talk my ish. Ye dig. But of course, we got to continue on with the podcast. And of course, we got, of course, some sad news, of course, in continuation of the Kobe Bryant story. Where Kobe Bryant's family had a private funeral. Um, and it was held for Kobe and his 13-year-old Gianna. Now, that funeral was held apparently last Friday at a Pacific View Memorial Park in Corona Del Mar. Now, of course, the public memorial for Kobe Bryant will be held on the 24th in Los Angeles, California at the Staples Center. And of course, that I think I'm not for certain if it'll be televised or not, but I'm sure it at some point it'll be live streamed for the public to see, you know, and of course that will be for the public to consume. But again, man, it's just, again, it just kind of closes the chapter on this Kobe Bryant story. And again, more details you know, of course, as months go on, will be revealed. But man, it's just, it's just tough, man. That Mamba, man, R.I.P. Kobe, R.I.P. Gianna, and and those other family members, and you know, other members that was on board of that flight. Devin Booker of the Phoenix Suns is set to replace Damian Lillard in this weekend's NBA All Star Game and also the three point contest. Now, of course, Damian Lillard 
was replaced by Devin Booker one day, of course, after he suffered a right groin strain and basically he just shutting it down for the All-Star game. Now, of course, Devin Booker, this will be his first All-Star appearance five seasons in the NBA. Of course, he has been averaging 26 points per game this season, which, you know, he has been balling. I ain't gonna lie to you, even though the Suns are irrelevant, the Suns aren't good. He has been balling for this Phoenix Suns team and he's been rather healthy, which has kind of been the knock on him this entire season. Now, of course, he was one of the nub, notable snubs this year that didn't make the all-star team. Some feel like Trey Young should have been in it as well. But again, I mean, it's a loaded, you know, loaded Western Conference. Loaded Western Conference. So, I mean, for Devin Booker to get snubbed, it's not necessarily saying that you're not good enough. But it's just a lot of talented players in the West. And again, he acknowledged that he said it was always a goal of his to be an all-star. But he just had to reprove, you know, a point to the NBA that, you know, this is who he was and this is the type of player that he was the entire time. But again, this is going to be an entire All-Star weekend. Of course, we will always want to see Damian Lillard, who has been balling as of late. Dame time, Damian Lillard time, been balling as of late. But again, as I said, Damian Lillard will not be in the All-Star game in the three-point contest this weekend. He will be replaced by Devin Booker. Houston Astro players Alex Bregman and Jose Altuve spoke to the media today in their roles in the team's sign-stealing scandal title. Now, here is what Alex Tuve and, of course, I'm sorry, Jose Tuve and Alex Bregman had to say in regards to the scandal. I am really sorry about the choices that were made by my team, by the organization, and by me. We had a great uh, team meeting last night. And I want to say that the whole Astros organization and the team uh, feel bad about what happened in in 2017. Now, of course, after hearing you know their apologies, I, I, I mean, I'm on the fence about this situation because, again, as I said, when you can use technology against somebody in a way in which you know exactly what they're going to do before they do it. To me, that's just wrong. And I feel like, as I said on this podcast, that they should be stripped of their World Series title. However, are their apologies sincere? Uh, I mean, some could say, I mean, me personally, I just think that I, I know they had to do what they had to do. So, of course, within apologizing, I mean, that's what comes with it. But at the same time, I, I also look at a situation. And as I said, nobody in this situation from the Houston Astros and or the MLB really wants to be the fall guy for it. I know the general manager and, of course, the manager had to be fired. But nobody from the MLB really in this situation wants to be held liable for this sign stealing scandal. It's nasty. It's nasty. It's something that, you know, in recent years outside of, you know, guys getting caught for steroids that has really put a nasty spotlight on the MLB. And I feel like the MLB right now has a, has a, has a target on his back and they have to, they have to make a decision. You know, either they're going to punish the entire Houston Astros organization for this scandal by withdrawing that World Series title. Or they're going to continue to kind of let these guys play it out because there's a lot of moving parts. Alice Cora, who was with the Boston Red Sox. There was a lot of different people that were involved in this sign-stealing scandal that we still, a lot of information is slowly but surely starting to come out. This person knew, this person didn't, this person was aware of the signs. So again, this is a, a national nasty story for the MLB that nobody really wants to cover. But at the same time, somebody's going to have to be the heavy for this situation. And again, if you're the MLB and I'm the Houston Astros, I have to look at this team and I have to strip them of their World Series title. I feel like that's the only way and I feel like true retribution I feel like in this situation is going to transpire. Otherwise, I don't feel like the Houston Astros will learn their lesson. I'm sorry, I don't feel like the Houston Astros will learn their lesson in this case. I feel like, if anything, they're going to find a way to try to steal more signs because if you did it once, you're going to do it again. 
Hello, Anchor fans. I like a real crazy eyebrow situation. First step is, of course, to be informed. He's a relevant guy. He's a smart guy. He means a lot to the organization. This is the Wolfman with Screams to Scream. That's right. Tom Hanks was on Bookish today. People are getting their entertainment like you mentioned in other places. That's definitely something to consider in the city. This is a whole new ball game. On today's edition of the wrap-up, the Los Angeles Lakers defeated the Denver Nuggets last night 120 to 116 in overtime. And of course, LeBron James scored a game high, 32 points, 12 rebounds, and 14 assists. Whew. Anthony Davis finished yesterday's game with 33 points and 10 rebounds. Of course, the team high for the Denver Nuggets was Jamal Murray with 32 points and 10 assists. And, and the Joker, Nikola Jokic, finished the game with 22 points and 11 rebounds. And of course, as we all know, he passed up infamously on the last second shot, which led to a turnover. But now, of course, with that being said, the Los Angeles Lakers are now firmly in the first place spot in the Western Conference. Of course, the only other team better than them right now is the Milwaukee Bucks at 46 and 8. But at 41 and 12, the Los Angeles Lakers sit first in the Western Conference. Now, of course, yesterday's game was very much so important because I felt like they needed to solidify their position before the All-Star break. Now, if we look at the rest of the conference, you know, as it stands right now, the Denver Nuggets are second right now at 38 and 17. The Clippers are third at 37 and 17. Utah is fourth at 36 and 18. Houston is fifth at 34 and 20. Dallas is sixth at 33 and 22. Oklahoma City is seventh at 32 and 22. And Memphis is eighth at 28 and 26. So, if you're the Los Angeles Lakers, you firmly have a four, five game lead on the Denver Nuggets. Of course, on the Clippers, you kind of have a, a substantial lead. And I think it was important for them to jump out and get this 41 and 12 record going into the All-Star break. We don't know what the Los Angeles Lakers will look like post All-Star break. Now that everybody's had a chance to rest, everybody's had a chance to catch up. And now with the second half of the season, basically those teams feeling like they either need to move up and or those teams fighting for playoff spots will be intensifying. Those that will be tanking will be tanking. And, and again, the same thing goes on in the Eastern Conference, just as I said in the Western Conference. Right now, the Milwaukee Bucks are 46-8. and eight. The Toronto Raptors right now are 40-15. and 15. Of course, at third, the Boston Southerns are 37-16. and 16. Miami is fourth with, at 35-19. and 19. Of course, Philly is, right now is fifth at 34-21. and 21. Indiana six, 32-23. Brooklyn is seventh with 25-28. and 28. And the Orlando Magic right now are 24-31 and 31 in the eighth spot. So again, the second half of the season is going to be a knife's race. It's going to be an arms race. Again, there's going to be a lot of teams trying to jockey for positions, feeling like they should be higher than what they are. And again, the Los Angeles Lakers, they hold on to that. They hold on to that top spot in the West. They didn't make any, you know, deadline moves. And I'm assuming that they feel like they have a good team, that they feel like they can compete for a championship. So we're going to sit in and wait and see what the second half brings. But of course, we talked about a lot on today's episode. It's your host, Addison. Episode 102 of From the Jump. We are streaming live on all digital platforms. Spotify, Apple, Podbean, Stitcher, iHeartMedia, wherever podcasts are distributed. That's where you can find our podcast. So definitely keep tapping into us. Definitely keep showing us a lot of love. I will be in All-Star Weekend Chicago this weekend. So you know I'm going to have a lot to talk about when we come back on air next week. But it's your host, Addison. Episode 102 of From the Jump. We out.